0: Chapter 26. Terrible Knowledge The blade, the mirror, the banknote, and this curious canvas roll, Hannah said. I swear, that is all she possesses aside from her clothes. Very little indeed for a girl of her station, sensual Thine said. Kyla couldn't see the woman. She couldn't see anything but a gauzy blanket drawn over her face. It was thin enough that her breath passed through the weave without making her feel like she was suffocating. Light passed through too, bright and white. Murcus light. But it was sight and she drank it in, like cool water on thirsty lips. Sounds flooded her awareness. The riotous thunder of the fell storm registered as vibrations in her bones. But the wind, the unceasing wind, drowned out all else. This mirror is fine work, Thine said. But she has no brush of her own. No mementos of her parents or sisters. Doesn't that seem odd to you? And this banknote, written by Starside's strange queen. Why would she grant this child so much coin? Suspicious. It is all very suspicious. A knock at the door. A murmured conversation. Kyla heard the exchange a man asking if the girl was ready. Come in, come in. She'll not be a threat to you, the scuff of feet, heavy and booted. There. Voluptuary cynic says you may speak with her here. Speak? But we are to take her back to the tower, no? The man's voice was young, abrupt. No. Kyla thought a whole lot of meaning ran through the silence that followed. She smelled the man now, Behind the clean sense of Thine and Hannah came the sour sweat and pipe smoke of a don't's master. "'Highest Flay's orders were clear,' he said. "'She is to be taken to the champion, subdued, and made a source tap. "'She will go to the tower when I say she goes. "'But I have received assurances that Henley Mast will be returned to me. "'He killed my brother. "'Where is he? "'I don't see him in chains at my feet.' You have my condolences, Sensual Thine, but I'm expected to return with both of the Misses Pauline. Bring Henley Mast to me, and Quinn Palline is yours. I was to bring them both. A far-off rumble sounded, the surface under Carla vibrated for a half a heartbeat. What was that? The man asked. An earth tremor, Sensual Thine said. Come in when a fellstorm is upon us. Now go. The door closed, and Sensual Thine's quick and stiff footsteps came near to Kyla. She could picture the woman staring down at her shrouded form, her lips pinched with that lemon-sucking tightness. Sensual Thine, is it wise to antagonize the Hyde's man so? Hannah asked in a surprisingly small voice. The girl wasn't accustomed to questioning her mentor, and it brought out a particularly pathetic childlike quality in her. Antagonize? I don't antagonize anyone. I was offered the masked boy in return for this girl. I would be a fool to relinquish her until I have him. He murdered my brother. Far off, a flare of murcus power erupted. It came to Kyla across the Mercusine web, shockingly bright and searing. Again the floor trembled. Kyla's skin flashed cold and a wave of nausea made her gag. It passed as the flare subsided. Who is that, Hannah said. Eples, they've released him. But they cannot control him. He will kill them, no? Vine had no answer for this. Clearly they have found a way to do so, or they would not have let him spark so brightly upon the murky scene. Her voice trailed off, and then in a tone that betrayed her awe, she mumbled, such power. Collecting herself, she sniffed, we must hurry with this girl. I mean to have her secrets. Kyla tried to open her mouth to offer a snide comment about nobody asking for her opinion in the matter, but her lips wouldn't part. A warm, languid feeling weighed upon her. The thought of moving so much as a finger seemed an enormous undertaking. She attempted it, but nothing happened. She could close her eyes. She could breathe. And that was it. She reached for the murcus. Conceiving of tactile bolts needed to push the shroud from her face, but her efforts encountered a glassy obstruction. The murcus was present to her, enlivening her senses and even visible as a haze around Fine and Hannah. But her will slipped against an impenetrable Mercosine surface. Alarm forced her breath faster until the fabric of her covering sucked into her nostrils on every inhale. She didn't want the women in the room to know she was awake, so she willed herself to slow her breathing. It made her feel like she was suffocating. Her body thrummed with panic. She had to get away. The sleepy, heavy feeling vanished, but no matter how she tried to move, her limbs did not respond. She sought the Marcus again and was again denied by the seamless and infinite barrier. This was not like being masked. This was like being caged. She stirs, Thine said. The snap of her fingers cracked in the air, and Hannah came close to pull the shroud from Kyla's face. The sour girl's chin tucked in as she bent to inspect Kyla's eyes. She's awake. Her irises are flecked with red, as you said they would be. I have experience with the Vazan. Clean the penetrations or the flesh will become corrupt. We don't want her to die. Not yet, anyway. Would that be bad? Hannah, child, don't be petulant. Jealousy is making you irrational. This girl has a purpose. She came to us for a reason. Thine appeared over Hannah's shoulder and watched as the dark-haired girl fiddled with something attached to Kyla's head. Will you allow me to control the Vazon? Hannah asked slyly. The woman considered the request but shook her head. Not until you are a full sensual. But it may not be up to me if Highest Flay delivers the boy. Oh! Again the flare shot across the Mercusine. Kyla clenched her eyelids shut. A groan rumbling in her throat. The acrid taste of flash taper smoke came to her mouth. A manifestation of the Mercusine power being wielded across the island. If it was Dunyepel's, his power had grown a thousandfold during his time at Till's Tower. Hannah cried out at the same moment. What is he doing? Highest Flay should put a Vazan on his champion. Some secrets remain to the way of Ori, but surely that is not done Eeple's controlling that power. He would destroy the tower. Flay must have discovered how to use him as a source tap. Such power would overwhelm him, no? Thine remained silent to this question. Distractions. We must explore this girl. It may be that she must die before Highest Flay claims her. With the shroud removed, Kyla felt the coolness of a stirring air upon her shorn scalp. And a tightness, too. Seven points pressed hard into her skin, one at each temple, one centered between her eyebrows, one over each ear, and two at the back of her skull. She shifted her eyes all round, looking for someone else, anyone else, someone to plead with. The Vazan is secure. Hannah said, wiping at Kyla's forehead with a damp cloth. It came away bloody. Bloody? No matter how Kyla strained, she could not see what these horrid women had clamped onto her head. Hannah moved aside and dipped her rag in a basin and wrung it out. Sensual Thine took her place, bending over Kyla. Her tight mouth pursed as she observed Kyla's face. You hid your Mercosine power from us. Why? Kyla blinked rapidly. How could she answer if her lips wouldn't part? But then they did. She licked her lips and drew in a breath. Answer! Fine snapped. There was a secret that talks. Her voice broke, and a sticky thirst made her tongue slow. I didn't like my welcome to the island. And you also concealed this from me. The woman held up Cain, the black blade naked and cruel. A Shadline blade, if I'm not mistaken. And that means two Shadline women came to Ori's home. Why? Kyla forced herself to look away. She didn't owe this woman any information. She had been stripped, humiliated, and tortured. What she owed Thine was retribution. Speak! Kyla said nothing. Her breath cut off. Her mouth remained open, but her lungs stopped mid-inhale. The suffocating sensation triggered instant panic. She couldn't move so much as a finger couldn't do anything but widen her eyes and beg fine to stop doing whatever she was doing. But the woman looked down her nose and watched Kyla's silent suffering. I will allow you to breathe. When I do, you will answer my question. Else I will let you pass out next time. It takes longer than you might expect and is most unpleasant. Kyla's lungs filled with glorious, sweet air. Her chest heaved with relief. The Voluptuary of Starside sent us. We gave letters to Voluptuary Senect. I'm no Shadline. I didn't take the oath. What are you doing to me? Hannah came over to watch the questioning. She smiled, but her eyes were full of worry. She kept looking over her shoulder as if expecting an unwelcome visitor. He's coming, she said softly. Sensual Thine, why is he coming here? Stand, Thine ordered. Kyla stood though her will had no involvement in the movement. Her body merely went through the motion of sitting up, swinging her legs from the table, and slipping onto her feet. The shroud fell to the floor, leaving her naked. The impulse to cover herself with her hands was met with immobility. She stood stiffly, arms at her sides, head down, shoulders slumped. Turn toward me, Thine commanded. Kyla refused in her mind, but her body obeyed. It was the strongest will shift she had ever experienced, and she had been subjected to it by both the Hargath and the Domain Flamish Look at me. Kyla's eyes lifted. Thine rounded the table, hands clasped before her, shoulders erect and severe. Hannah, the mirror. The novitiate moved a stand mirror from the corner and tilted it so Kyla could see herself. The girl's hands trembled and she bit her lip. Another burst of power flashed across the murkocene. Whatever Yeeples was doing, he was throwing massive bolts around. Nostrils flaring, Hannah's head snapped up as if she could see through the roof. Father's grace, she whispered. Look upon yourself, Thine said to Kyla. The woman's face was screwed up like a soldier bracing for an amputation. Kyla gasped at the sight of her reflection. The only part of herself she recognized were her eyes and nose, but her hair, it had been hacked and scraped until nothing remained of it but a few patches of uneven fuzz here and there. In most places her scalp was red and bumpy and bare, but the crown she wore drew all her attention. She wanted to lean forward and inspect it. She wanted to reach for it and pull it off. Thine positioned herself behind Kyla and gently placed her hands on Kyla's shoulders. Inspect the Vazan. Go on. The will shift released, and Kyla found herself free to move. Stumbling, she approached the mirror, hands raising to touch the slim band of gold on her brow. Not merely on her brow, in it. Her eyes clamped shut as yet another glare of Mercus pierced her mind. Sensual Thine! Did you feel that? The girl flinched and hugged her elbows. She had no interest in Kyla now. Yes, child, hush. Whatever Eples was doing, Kyla didn't care. The crown, the Vazan, was her only concern. Gems at the temples, between her eyebrows, over her ears, and at the back of her skull were not merely decorative. They were finger grips for screws that penetrated into her skin and now that she saw them, she felt them. The metal bit into the bone of her skull. How deep did they go? Frantically, she pulled at the gems at her temples. They did not move. She twisted. They tightened. Enough, Thine snapped. The wheel shift slapped into Kyla with such force she would have fallen to her knees except she no longer controlled her legs. She wanted to scream, to beg for Thine to remove the horrid thing. Knowing it was there pulled all of her attention to it, so that the screws piercing her head felt like they went all the way through and out the other side. This horrible headpiece was what blocked her from reaching the murka scene. This put the glass wall there. This gave Thine, whose Mercus spark was not half as strong as Hannah's, total control over Kyla's body. This was not something a sensual should use. This was a tool suited for the worst sort of donsmaster master, people like the Hargath himself. This was evil. Thine said, The Vizan was created by the Builder Race to subdue Merculans of too much power and assure that they served the good of all. You, child, are well suited to wear it. Your power is great, but your character is poor. You are a liar and you are not devoted to any god at all. This will not be tolerated. The ways of the new pantheon have been corrupted. The day of renewal is upon us. The champion has come into the world to cleanse us. The triumvirate will cease to exist, and there will be but one way, the way of righteous truth, humility, and order. Her tirade was too much to follow. The woman spoke with such fervor, spittle flew from her squished mouth. The floor trembled and a strong gust howled outside. Limbs cracked under the strain, followed by the rush and hiss of the wind ripping through the pole shell leaves. Merely the fell storm, sensual Thine said to Hannah. The girl had moved to the far corner where she squatted and covered her head. Don't be a goose, child. So much power, Hannah moaned. Yeeple's exertions upon the Mercusine were constant now, like the booms of a great drum. "'We must all become accustomed to such beacons upon the Mercusine. The new era will have hundreds of source taps under the command of righteous Merculans. Our world has not seen such feats for an age of ages, but they will soon be commonplace,' she addressed Kyla now. "'You are not Lady Quinpaline's cousin,' What is your true name? Kyla's mouth opened and a low moan came out. Willshift shift could make her speak, but it could not compel her to speak the truth. But she saw no advantage in suffering more to conceal information that made no difference. Relenting, she said, Kyla sigh. Bring the chair, Novitiate, Thine said to Hannah. The girl emerged from her corner, dragged a straight-backed chair behind Kyla, then returned. It's too much. It's too close. Can't you feel him? It's all hate and fear. Sit, Kyla Sai Thine ordered. Beads of sweat had formed on her brow. Her face had drained of blood and taken on a green cast. Thine was terrified. Kyla sat, Hannah's fear now infecting her. The murcus remained forbidden to her, just on the other side of the glassy barrier in her mind but she could see the haze of Mercus potential around the other women in the room. Thine cleared her throat and patted her brow with her sleeve. Now that you are awake, we can proceed with peeling you. The pain you will suffer will be your choice, but first, let us finish your grooming. Thine raised Cain and tested the edge with her thumb. Her nostrils flared with satisfaction to find it razor-sharp along its length. She placed the edge on Kyla's scalp and scraped, removing a patch of longer hair she'd missed the first time around. To Kyla's heightened senses, the sound was similar to what she'd just heard when Hannah had dragged the chair leg across the tiles. A rash of heat prickled on her newly shaven skin. As Thine continued her deliberate work of removing Kyla's remaining hair, she spoke, like telling a child a story. I do not believe in prophecy. The gods do not know what they mean to do from one day to the next. Mostly, they do nothing. That is because those we call Ori and Till and Paul are merely ideas. They do not call themselves by these names, nor do they acknowledge their supposed specialties. Ori is no more a healer goddess than Paul is the goddess of hunting hounds. She scraped along the edge of the Vazan. "'slipping the blade between skin and crown "'to remove a bit of hair hidden under the golden band "'encircling Carla's head. "'The force of destiny is separate from the gods. "'It is like the metal of this blade, "'or the blood in your heart. "'It is like the mysterious power "'that makes a dropped object fall to the floor. "'It is thoughtless. "'It is a principle. "'In the parlance of philosophers, "'the force of destiny lacks agency.' because it does not seek any particular end for any particular reason, but merely because its path is headed toward that end, in the way that a ball rolling downhill comes to rest where it does. No reason, just a consequence of where it began its journey. That is an apt metaphor. We must not think about ends, but of beginnings. Why we are here is because of how things were started. And who started you? Tell me of your father. Went and sigh. He died when I was young. He was a locksmith and pain over her left ear. What a spike driven into her skull would feel like. In the mirror she saw the gem flash a brilliant red, the light painting the walls crimson. Thine moved cane from Kyla's scalp and placed the flat of the blade under her chin. The woman's hand trembled. The Vizan says you are lying. He was a thief, Kyla blurted. The light vanished and the pain faded. She still felt the stab of the seven screws in her skull. And your mother? Searing pain racked her brain. Fine didn't allow her to bend forward and grip her head, nor did she allow Kyla to close her eyes. And so she sat there, immobile and suffering. If her earlier lie had sent a spike into her head, Thine's question drove in ten. Nausea followed immediately after, but Kyla wasn't free to respond to it. Pressure built in her belly, but her throat remained clamped tightly shut. Tell me your mother's name. Kyla was given control of her mouth. Her lips were wet from drool. The need to heave up the contents of her stomach was not answered. "'Father was a locksmith before he was a thief. "'I did not ask about him. "'Your mother, tell me of her.' "'The red gem did not glow, "'but the pain from inside her head intensified. "'Blurs of light covered her vision, "'and the room began to tilt. "'A rushing sound, like waves upon the seashore, "'filled her ears. "'She realized she was hearing her own blood "'flowing through her veins. "'Who was your mother? "'I don't know!' A high-pitched cry came from her throat. I don't know. She died. The red gem flashed onto the walls and the lie spike pierced into her head. Liar! What is her name? I don't know. Where was she from? Starside? Kyla gagged. The red gem had darkened and remained so after her last answer. Thine set Kane aside and came to stand in front of Kyla. She put her thumbs under Kyla's eyes and pulled the skin down. The vessels in her whites have gone fully red. This fit of hers is not the Vazan's doing. The woman cupped Kyla's cheek and extended her thumb across her eye to touch the gem between her brows. The world went purple. Kyla's mind erupted, and someone screamed. When her vision cleared, sensual thine was being held upright by Hannah. Blood trickled from the woman's nose. Fetch voluptuary Senech Quickly now. But you are not well. Thine gathered her strength and straightened. Go, now. Hannah fled. It was then that Kyla noticed tiny flecks of blood splattered on the walls and felt the hot trickle of it on her cheeks. It was her blood on the walls. Nax, I need help. The cat's presence was very far away, to the north now. There was no response. Sensual Thine fetched the damp rag Hannah had hung up to dry. Hands shaking, she dipped it into the basin and returned to Kyla. With hard strokes, she wiped blood away from Kyla's face. It burned, but only from the force of the rubbing. The Vazan likely saved your life just now, Thine said. The eruptions on your skin are small and will heal quickly. The woman moved in a business-like efficiency, mouth set tight as she attended to a task that had to be done and best done quickly. Now she was glancing at the ceiling, and her mouth parted to form a perfect circle. She fetched a sheer gown from somewhere and Will shifted Kyla's arms up so that she could pull it over Kyla's head. It wasn't long before voluptuary cynic and four sensuals arrived, Hannah leading. The woman's face had a yellowish cast, and the bags under her eyes had darkened since Kyla had seen her last. She was breathing hard, as if she had run all the way from her library residence. What is it, Thine? I do not appreciate being summoned when we face imminent attack. Attack? No, surely highest flay merely experiments with the champion as source tap. There's smoke carrying on the wind from the west. I do not think the highest controls his champion at all. Thine took in a deep breath, mouth nearly disappearing as she clenched it. We have another problem. The girl's mind has been occluded to keep knowledge of her mother from her. Terrible knowledge. Something she said made the pain flare in Carla's head. Not as bad as before, but enough to make tears flow. Why are you doing this to me? Occluded, the voluptuary said, eyes narrowing. How so? Thine gestured at the gem between Kyla's brows. See for yourself. The woman approached warily. Her finger reached for the gem. Again, Kyla's world exploded in purple.